Welcome to the Good Vibes Podcast with Clark M. Pistato and Ryan G. year wrap up i can't believe it's another episode and we're both rocking some awesome holiday ugly sweaters, sweaters these holiday sweaters it, it came in awesome. handy man you know i you know hope you had a uh <laughs> wonderful christmas holiday with the fam i know that this sweater now smells of uh roast and whiskey so i got that going <laughs> absolutely oh it's always fun to have family get together around the holidays and stuff and here we're approaching the the end of the year, and so it's kind of neat. I think uh, you and I have talked about we're going to dedicate this episode to maybe reminiscing yeah. about 2020. You know, this is going to be a tough one because 2020 has <laughs> been kind of a motherfucker. I'll be honest with you. We're going to have to do some good vibes over time to, to pull some good uh, yeah. <laughs> silver linings out of this dumpster fire of a year. We're, but we'll do it. We're going to try our darndest. You know, like you said, this this is the great wrap-up of 2020. And I hope the minute we wrap this, you know, fucker up, then we yeah. kind of just burn it down. It's done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> just give it a Viking burial, man. Catch it on fire yes. and push it out to sea and just be like, bye, 2020. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, that's a great idea. Like, can you imagine if we got, like, little made little boats and we took a box, put 2020, and then just push it out there and we go full auto. Yeah. Or just start just, shooting. That's just awesome. Dump on it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Fuck. I just hope 2021, like I've said before, is not 2020's big brother. No, no. Can't be. No. But I don't know. I, I throughout okay. 2020, I kept saying, what next? What next, 2020? And 2020 always answered. So I, I stopped well, fucking with 2020. You know, keep in mind, we got a couple more days to the, the new year here. I still have a massive bet on aliens. Aliens. aliens oh bro. yeah yeah oh yeah they've yeah. been peeping up in the headlines man they so have we... been i know <laughs> i just think bring it what yeah. a great way to f- just bring it man uh, you, you know, know maybe hey maybe an ass whooping from the universe will quit us acting like little bitches around the country and the world and hey, me 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 oh the virus oh social tensions oh yeah, yeah. when motherfuckers are shooting laser beams out of their lizard face eyeballs at exactly. us we'll be like Fuck, we don't got no problems. I mean, we all right, let's, no problem. It'll be, turn into the TV show we've talked about, The V, <laughs> with the lizard people. Oh, my. Yes, I'm telling you. All of you. a sudden, all of our little problems will fade away. You know, we'll be like, all right, let's let's figure. Go Earth. Yeah, we're all one. Woo. Speaking of that, um, <laughs> did you get a chance? It's it's starting to go around now, but have you seen the Space Force, their, their promo? Mm-hmm. Like what they're about? No, I've Dude, seen a TV I, show. I'm gonna, have, <laughs> I'm gonna have to send it to you. I mean, in, any of our listeners out there, it's 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 awesome. Like, I totally get it now. Like, uh, it's it's. I only intense, have one question: man. Do we have lightsabers yet, for real, or what? You Until know, that happens, they're gonna work on it. They're gonna they work on better. That show. I've I been waiting for 47 years for a lightsaber. <laughs> you still didn't get one for Christmas. <laughs> no, I didn't get one for Christmas, and I even prayed as a little kid for one until my mom told me that's not how prayers work. Didn't stop me from still praying for it. I just realized probably not gonna get it, oh, but I man. still. I'm sorry, buddy. I you hey, know, I think someday God will give me a lightsaber because he'll be like, this kid hasn't shut the fuck up in yep. over 40 years for this lightsaber every day, dear baby Jesus. Yep. Can I please get a lightsaber? And can I make it a red one? Well, I could see you attaching it to your your rifle. It's the it's the evolution of the bayonet, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> what am I, junk? 
Uh, on that note, I, I'm going to open this up. Um, oh yeah, you know I'm uh, re- recovering a little bit uh, today. I mean, nice. It, it was the holidays. Cheers. There you go. Cheers. I got my vitamin B in full effect. Oh, mm. and before we get too deep into 2020, <laughs> little shout out and a big hug to our our sponsor, Project Warpath. Yes, Tage. We hope you had a, a great year. Um at least as far as the business goes. You know, I know uh, Tage's company, Project Warpath, has really been uh, motivation for a lot of people during these tough times because he's a super patriotic dude, and I love how he's not afraid to be a patriot and a guy that served his country in, in you know, the top levels of special operations and even yep. beyond in the in the private security industry, the things he's done for this country. But I love that his service continues through his message. And that's why Ryan and I and us together in the Good Vibes podcast, we support him. Absolutely. And we're happy that he's a part of our team because we do love his message. And in these times, it takes courage to be a patriot because it's too easy to just bow down and go with the flow and be anti this or anti that. But it takes courage to say, hey, hold on a minute. I know we're not perfect, but we're still pretty fucking cool, you know, and that's why. You know, I know I love him for it and his brand for it. I know you do as well. Yeah. So if uh, if you guys check him out for sure, you'll love the message. Um, unless you're like Antifa, you probably won't like it, but you can still go to their website and check them out. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have some black shirts. <laughs> yeah, they'll juice you up, man. You know, maybe we'll convert you. So yeah. projectwarpath.com and at Project Warpath. Yeah, absolutely. Check them out. Absolutely. All right. So the the wrap up, my friend. So I let's take it from the top. Let's what what shit storm were we forced to go through this year? Or, or actually, it's kind of like this. I think I think what was the ever... first thing that happened? Like what what happened after the new year? Uh, it was a pretty normal year, right? Nothing crazy happened. It, like well, the twenty nineteen was, was things yeah were, things, yeah, were, things were doing great actually. New Year's Day, yeah. you know, roll into the new year. I mean, you had Korea acting up, but they always act up, right? I mean, oh know, yeah, that's he, like a mosquito at a barbecue though. <laughs> Poor little Kim. Oh, he's you so feisty. He just, he just wants to. He just so ronery. Oh, remember that from uh, so ronery. Just a riddle ronery. <laughs> Even though that was his dad, I think they're making fun of. But we got to put that on the video. That's a good oh, one. Poor God. guy. I think that's what it is. He just he's he's a lonely little dude. Well, he's got Dennis Rodman of all fucking people on the planet. Ambassador Rodman. <laughs> okay. like, what the fucking. <laughs> crazy nba guy that wears dresses that that's our, I, I mean no hey i i i'd want to party with him too i'm not bagging on the dude i'm sure he's yeah. a hoot when you get a few beers in him and Look, whatever else is on board maybe that should have been like the indication that we knew that shit was going to turn because it's it, about to happen if yeah. dennis, dennis rodman, rodman's your representative yeah, exactly for the united States, it's crazy what if he's an alien bro i could see that he could, but he's he's he slayed be. some some really some nice things. I mean, oh, Carmen, Carmen Electra. Electra, yeah, yeah. Jinx. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. good on him, dude. Um, yeah, I loved it, Carmen Electra back in the day. Oh yeah. my, yeah, who, who, hey now, uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell Vanity though. Don't tell Vanity. No, no, no. Listen, he gets we, jealous. You know, she's yes, number can, one. A Vanity, she's a nice a nice uh thing that we covered. We could get into that, but you're right, man. It wasn't until. February, there's there was talk about the the bullshit, the Chinese virus, and then uh, you know, kind of everything was normal. Yeah, yeah, normal. I can't think of anything that stands out until news reports of this virus kicked up, and I was like, "What the fuck is this virus?" Yeah, 
And of course, you know, we should have known the news is going to really hype up everything. I think all of us kind of had that feeling like, what? Oh, my God. This is like some really bad 80s movie, like all these weird right. doomsday. Yeah. You know, holy shit. What is this? And so, yeah, the, I know everyone was kind of like, oh, what? the preppers are finally like, yes! yeah, we told you, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> I, and I'm like, listen, here's my prep. I have guns and ammo. I'm going to just steal your food if it gets that bad. <laughs> there you go. Thank right? you for preparing. But <laughs> and even if you have guns, I'm pretty sure you're not that good at them. So let's just hand over the food supplies and we're good. <laughs> that, that's that's crazy. But man, did it escalate fast because it went to like, okay, there, there's a virus and it's like, all right, well, it's, you know, it's overseas. It's everywhere. Oh my yeah. God. It's in Italy. It's in fuck. Ah! And then you're right. Overnight and we're shutting down. It was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Flights coming in. But I think the, I think the real kick to the nuts to me is, you know, when human behavior started to change, like when you started to go to the grocery store and, oh, and shelves are beer, yeah. you know, the toilet paper's gone. People are acting like assholes. That's when you start to be like, oh, wow. How selfish is, people are. Exactly. Yeah. And what's funny is what toilet paper? Like, listen, honestly, if it's the end of the world, toilet paper is not even top 100. Like you no. can wipe your ass slash wash your ass. And so apparently people sold toilet paper have never lived in a third world country. I promise you <laughs> millions of people around the world don't have toilet paper every day. And I'm thinking, listen, I know it's a great comfort. Toilet paper is great. However, if you think, which we all kind of somewhat did, shit's about to go down, that's your priority? I know. That's what. That's your go-to? I mean... I mean, dude, a mo- a, people have clean assholes all over this world. I mean, they yeah. learn to give an ass bath. Go to a hose. Go in your backyard. You have a hose. <laughs> go ahead. Give yourself an ass bath. Okay? Dude, I'm telling you. Dude, <laughs> how many shitty uh, t-shirts do you got up in the closet that could last you for several months there wiping you your butt? And you can even wash those. Or There's ways... I mean, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I've had, I I've wiped my butt with leaves before. Don't recommend it in case it's poison ivy. It could be a bad day, but still, <laughs> right. I was just surprised, you know, all joking aside that really toilet papers. The, I got to be know. honest, when this thing kicked off, I went to the booze aisle. Uh, me too. I'm just saying, man, I stocked up like, hey, if we got to batten down the hatches. Yeah. I know I've, I've recently somewhat changed my ways, but. Last March, I was still yeah. But let, let's be let's <laughs> be honest. If things rolling. got if things got dark, I mean, what are you going to barter with? Do you think the dude's going to want your roll of toilet paper or that nice no. bottle of vodka? Yeah, <laughs> it's bartering tools. Exactly. That and if the shit's going to go down, man, take a swig, pop in a thirty round mag, and go for it. You know, I mean, straight up pirate style. Like if we're doing this, um, I love it. That is a fuck. full Rambo moment. <laughs> The the M60 ablazing. That's it, man. Just slamming a bottle of whiskey, throw it, and then just. Oh, totally. But I think also it was a bummer, too. And it, you know, it's definitely not a a joking matter. And, you know, a lot of people are still experiencing it. I really hope it it gets better in 2021. But, you know, we did have the economic dip where people lost their jobs. There was a decrease in pay. Small businesses with this absolute bullshit regulation telling them that they can't be able to feed their family uh you then sprinkle you know because you know we got the the cake going let's now let's sprinkle the politics of oh i know i knew it too i saw it coming you know for a moment i thought wow if this virus really is as scary as they say and no one knew you know we very little i thought wow maybe we'll all come together like a post 9-11 vibe you know that's what i was hoping and i think it it went there for half a step and then, like you said, politics got involved, Absolutely. blew it up. Yep. And then the biggest takeaway for me 
is shame on the fucking mainstream media because they really control the emotions of the nation and they could have easily presented stuff that kept people calm, kept us all moving in the same direction, but they didn't. They capitalize on fear. Yep. And boy, was 2020 filled with fear. And my biggest thing, you can ask my wife, I said, listen, I'm not worried about this virus. I said, I'm worried about civil unrest. And I wasn't even thinking racial tensions. I was just thinking when people get desperate, I've seen it in collapsed societies. Yeah. If food becomes scarce, if power gets shut down or whatever it is, people will only last for so long before they hit the fuck it button. Now, with the news media, God damn, you, don't you think you have a responsibility? Times are tough. This virus is freaking people out. There's shit missing from the shelves. People are now not allowed to go to work for the first time ever. People are freaked out in their house. So what do you do? You broadcast like police incidents that, okay, they're not great, but do we need to just hammer that right now? I mean, right. yeah, okay, things happen. Things happen all over the world. Things happen every day all over the country. But we're going to focus on this one tiny narrative that is super emotional. And listen, I think we need to address certain things, but not in the middle of a pandemic. Like no. this whole timeline of things, people are super stressed out, super freaked out at home. There's a, there's a positive role the media could have taken, I think, in all this, some leadership. But they don't because it's a business nope. of fear-based. Yeah. It's how they get people strapped to the TV. And now people are stuck at home more than ever. And I thought, oh, man, this is going to be bad because yeah. people people watch too much news as it is, let alone social media. But now it's going to be an overdrive because right. a lot of people are sitting at home doing nothing and they want updates and what's going on. And I really prayed like, oh, please, media, be do good for once, man. Don't be selfish. And they yeah. went right for it, man. I'm like, and that, of course, and that sparked all this other levels of shit we're dealing with and i thought man uh well they went for the jugular i what i yeah. remember laughing like the first week you know that you know it was here and it started getting bad it was hilarious you remember and how they put up that that ticker like the nasdaq ticker mm -hmm. of deaths how many affected how many people dying it's just like the death clock you kidding yeah. me i mean yeah. way to drive home anxiety and and everything exactly. else it's that's like, what i mean they could have taken a noble route absolutely and really because because i hate to say it but we're such consumers of information now media and social media is kind of the glue of our society at this point it's just everyone is so absorbed into it they need to be responsible and realize like we're, we really control the emotions of this nation which kind of ripples through the world really when you talk about social media and stuff yeah there has to be some where's the the with great power comes great responsibility where's that spider-man quote when you need it you know what i mean like how could these executives off, not come together of course yeah it's all money driven but it's chinese news network cnn man you know it is it, it well is. And it's it's come <laughs> to the point where it's really put us in a bad situation and that's why i think a lot of us myself included I kind of reversed my opinion. I used to say, hey, get multiple news sources, and I do, but I used to say, hey, watch CNN and Fox, you know, because you're only getting half the story. Now I'm like, don't watch don't either watch one either. of them. Absolutely. You know, that's <laughs> it's hilarious. Completely unplugged from mainstream media, and there's plenty of alternate sources to get this information from that's just not so emotion driven, oh, you know? You know what? Here's a creepy thing speaking of this. So for Christmas, I got um, 
the Echo Show. It's one of those Amazon, you know, video. It's it's for family to chat and shit like that. Mm. But I was setting this fucker up, and you have an option to say, "Hey, Alexa's uh, news," right? Uh. Um, only selections are all the bullshit fear mongers. I I wanted uh. I wanted Newsmax, or I wanted something yeah. that is you know is not such a monger. You don't even have the choice. That's your, crazy. your news in these devices. So why yeah, I why like can't that, I have yeah. the freedom? Here's a here's a dang thing that the consumer bought. Yeah. I should be able to set up with whoever I want. You're all, yeah, you're forcing me a handful of options that are It's yeah. crazy, man. But if you think about that, you know, there's consumers that are probably blindly not aware of that. And yeah. that's on how again, that's on how you you get the propaganda out. You don't give the choices of what you want to listen to or watch, but man, that's yeah. the 2020 bullshit right there, dude. Well, it is. <laughs> 2020 has definitely exposed how one-sided the media is. And I've always, I've talked to my friends that uh, are kind of on both sides of the spectrum politically. And I told them, listen, you should be both sides should be very concerned about a, a one way agenda from any type of news source or because right now it might benefit you, but who says 10 years from now, it still will benefit you. Like it's not, it's not good that things are so heavily, like we saw on social media, things censored, account shut down, blocked. Right. Hey, yeah, it's going a certain way, but who says it's going to stay that way? It's going to turn on you at some point too, because it's all about control and power and revenues. And so it's right. 2020 definitely, at least for me, opened my eyes. You, we always kind of knew you know, okay, you know, CNN's kind of liberal and Fox is kind of conservative, but I didn't realize that they straight up will block certain stories. Right. Like no. just well, like not what even, so what I, what I learned, well, oh, 100%, yeah, all the, all the banning and shadow banning, yeah. a lot of these, uh, um, in fact, we were just talking uh, a few weeks ago to uh, to Jen and Tom and their page was blocked <laughs> and it's just a foundation it's that sad. is, very apolitical. It just yep. helps special operations veterans. I mean, what? Yep. No. It, that's not even political. Like, you know, I mean, it. Tage is different. He has the balls to be patriotic, which isn't political. He just loves America. Yeah. You know, and we've talked plenty that we didn't fight for a political party overseas. We fought for America. Even Tage is not political. It's it's about no, being American. Being patriot. Exactly what his brand <laughs> yeah, is. I mean, it's about it, loving your country. Yeah. Oh, whoa, you can't say that. That's bad. You know, it's 2020 has shown how bad that is. And I never knew it existed to the level where I did for a long time monitor both liberal and conservative news outlets because yep. I practice what I preach. If I'm telling people, hey, you got to have more than one source because most people don't. I think that's a problem. They just they come home from work. They turn on CNN and their dudes on or they come home from work. They turn on Fox and their dudes on. Yeah, and then that's it. Head. Well, because they only have so much time. I get it. You know, unless you're you know, retired or whatever, who has that much time. So you come home, you get your, you know, Tucker Carlson's my guy or Don Lemon's my dude. You get it and you go. And I was always very weary of that until I saw certain stories come out and they don't even acknowledge it on the no, other network, depending yeah. on which way it goes. So that was some of my frustration talking to some of my buddies. Like, are they fucking stupid? They don't know this shit's going on. And it dawned on me. Of course they don't. Cause they tune in for 30 it's minutes yep. to one show and they only talk about certain things that benefit their agenda. And it was, it was a light bulb moment for me. Like, and then that's why they look at you like you're crazy. No, and you're exactly. some conspiracy theory guy. Like that's man, that's not true. That's made up. Where'd you hear? You know that that 
the news media has created such a disconnect by kind of containing and filtering. It's so bad, dude. Good vibes will return after these messages. Hello. I want to tell you that I'm a huge fan of the Good Vibes podcast. Clark, remember that time in Bangkok together? That said, I've got a fever, and the only prescription is more Project Warpath. That is where I get my patriotic gear. And guess what? I never kneel. So, if you've got a patriotic fever and you need a prescription, go to www.projectwarpath.com. Now, back to good vibes. Let me ask you a question. I mean, you're, uh, you've been a, a soldier. Um, you've worn the badge. Um, so obviously you, again, we had the episode about oaths and it, it's, it's to protect, but how did 2020 maybe shift your, your thoughts on basically what's going on with society now? I mean, maybe you, very disappointed in people, very disappointed because there's, there's a portion of our country that hates our country. But the bigger concern to me is there's a larger portion of the country that refuses to acknowledge it or is kind of silently supporting it. So we saw this in extremist uh, Muslim places that we went. Very few people in these areas that we were in were the actual fighters. Very few people. So if you kind of translate that to here, there's very few people that are actually Antifa throwing Molotov cocktails. There's a larger portion that either supports them financially, gives right. them houses, whether we're talking Antifa or ISIS or right. whatever. Or you know, district attorneys that uh, don't bring up very, the charges. Very, well, then that, that's what I mean. There's a bigger right. piece. There's an invisible piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And we did it at first overseas as we would focus on the actual physical problem. And then we realized, well, that's not really the problem because they can always get young, stupid people to fill those boots. Yep. The bigger problem is where's the money coming from? Yes. Where's the support? You know, overseas, it's this religious, where are these crazy imams that are punching this shit in these young people's heads? Well, here it's obviously it's universities and the crazy imams are professors pumping these young, you know, militant people. Um, but then there's also a group that adds to this that just simply ignores it or allows it to happen. Right. You know what I mean? So you have your direct action group. Then you got the actual direct support element of that. But then you have this big thing that surrounds it of people that just, well, they're not burning my house down. So, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> no, they're exactly. not burning, you know, they, they just allow it to happen. And it, and it kind of reminds me, and I've talked to a lot of my friends about this. I remember studying about World War II and how uh, when Hitler invaded Poland, well, people in France weren't fucking concerned. Right. Yeah. Until Hitler was fucking drinking wine in Paris several years later. That's you know exactly what I mean? It's, right. it's like this. Well, it's not my problem. It's so that's how a lot of America looks like. Well, it's just Portland's kind of messed up or Seattle. Right. It's like what 2020 has shown me is that there is an ideology that should scare both political parties to death because they might be kind of hiding under the shadow of the left, but they ain't the left. This, no, exactly. This militant movement that's brewing is truly about uh, anarchy and chaos and burning the entire system down 
and then trying to they're not good at creating stuff. We saw that with Chaz. We no, saw the, no. <laughs> and they, I don't know, give them what they want. They would be like, Oh shit. Uh, let's just throw up a bunch of cardboard boxes everywhere. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, that's interesting it, though, Clark, because you're right. You, you saw that type of movement in other countries and, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe some of us who were more aware, were reading about those type of movements. It personally speaking, and it sounds like you would agree you know, was some of this activity had in the background in, in past years? Sure. But 2020, I think this was the year where they just, they, they didn't even open the current. They tore that fucking yeah. current down. Yeah, they're not said, hiding anymore. Yeah, exactly. And it just became so blatant. And well, and we saw it trickle into politics too. Yep. You know, when I would say, you know, five, six, eight years ago, whatever, when you would hear of like socialism in America, you'd be like, Bernie Sanders, dude, can't even comb his hair. Now... <laughs> You you have like the squad and, and this AOC who looks like a pissed off grasshopper or whatever she looks like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just got all the like it's out in the open now. And they just it, it, it's uh, in the chambers of our our lawmakers. I mean, it's it's fucking it's it, crazy. It it's is absolutely crazy. And it's so, so un-American that another thing I did see, though, is I saw the. The civil unrest stuff, which concerned me right when the virus hit, even though I didn't know it would be related to like socialism and social justice and racism. I thought it would be more of just people panicking because of Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. doomsday virus everywhere. Right. I need my toilet paper. (laughs) What I did see, though, and and you've seen it on social media, but I've, I've seen much. Social media is obviously the tip of the iceberg. I've seen kind of beneath the waterline, if you will, the organization in communication of specifically former military guys communicating about what are we going to do if shit hits the fan? So it was nice to see good that uh, there's communication to say, Hey, you know, uh, we're not hiding this either. If, if you try to burn down our country, shit's going to get real, real quick. And it made me proud just to see, you know, all the little beep, 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 Morse code chatters going back and forth, and it made me proud to be like, you know what? It's it's it make gives me some comfort to know that there's still people that love this country and they're being patient. You know, they're, we had yep. a lot of conversations about, hey, you know, what do they say? Bunker, the Battle of Bunker Hill. Wait till you see the whites of their eyes. You gotta wait. Yeah, you gotta wait till the time is right. Because if if you go out to the streets now, running around with your body armor and AR, you're just gonna fuck up what the cops are trying to do, and the cops are already fucked up because of their leadership and the politics and the mayors and all this. The last thing you need is a group of fucking armed dudes. And they're like, who the fuck are nope. these guys? You just got to wait. Plus you got to wait to to flush out the threat. Like what is the real threat? Right. But that's a whole nother conversation. And those of you that yeah. are worried about that, the Chinese are training winter training in uh, Canada and doing. Oh training. yeah. What's all that weird shit. It, I've had people ask me like it, you, well, you really think there could be 500,000 troops on the border and Trump wouldn't <laughs> say something or, you know, I mean, like, you, yeah, there's no way, like, covertly you could have <laughs> 500. I've had so many people hit me up. I'm like, dude, it's so, if well, that was Mexico, true, you don't think there would the be tunnels. whistleblowers? You know what I mean? There <laughs> well, would be whistleblowers. If there like, are whistleblowers, no one does the, anything anymore. <laughs> well, no, but there would be so many videos and people, like, 
It was, the Canadians wouldn't welcome the fucking Chinese. No. Now, maybe the government might, but the people sure wouldn't want yeah. 500,000. So no. it definitely has been the year of conspiracy theories. Holy shit, if my DMs don't blow up about, oh, oh what do you think about <laughs> this this battle between Delta Force and this, the CIA servers in Germany, and they killed five operators and one an alien. Yeah. So I actually, I had to text my boy that's, in the army, we'll just say that. And uh, he was like, yeah, absolutely not. That's stupid. That's the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever heard of people really saying that. And I'm like, yeah, that's, it's, a, it's a thing that part of these uh, alternative news sources that we talk about, some of them are goofy as shit. So you got to be careful when you yeah, mainstream media fun. is bad. But yeah, but if you get you let that shit set roots. I mean, I have oh, yeah. more than one buddy that has gone down a rabbit hole and I don't think they're ever coming back. So. <laughs> No, they're weirdos now. They believe everything. And, and the golden rule to news stories is if it's really sexy, then it's false. Yeah. If, it, no. if it's really sexy, it's it's that way to get you like, ooh, like a soap opera, right. like like a gun battle between Delta Force and the CIA in Woo. Germany. Let, now, let really? me ask you uh, a question here. <laughs> let me let me move uh, a little forward here because I'm sure you and I could talk forever about just the uh, Delta Force and the that, CIA. Yeah, yeah, no, that, I mean that's our that's our <laughs> jam. Um, now, did you you know because you work uh, on a construction site and it's your job as a safety dude to make sure that you know everyone's copacetic come to the site. Have you have you gotten tested yet for uh, the COVID? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, me too because I I just um, you know it was a precaution. I had people coming into town, so you experienced uh, what I call the you got skull fucked. I did. Oh it, yeah, it is skull. F I mean, that is a it true is. skull fuck, right? Yeah. No, I, 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 I mentioned it like the day after I got it. I'm like, damn, the Q-tip went so deep in my nose, some cocaine from the '80s fell out. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy, holy shit! Now, mind you, I was like 10 years old in the '80s, so I didn't, <laughs> oh, I didn't do coke until the '90s, man. I'm not a bad person, you man, know. <laughs> get your dates right. No, that's hey, it, man. It's funny. But yeah. Oh, it, it went so far back in there. I was just like, oh, sweet river. Yeah, Ooh. totally. Chevy oh, Chase moment, shit. dude. Well, you know what? Yeah. I'm just happy it's not an anal probe. Um, I was yeah. kind of hoping for that. You know? yeah, why not? You know? <laughs> so, I mean, how would that work? Do you, do you pull up in your car? You'd have I to would open be like Steffler. Remember when Steffler was getting the finger <gasps> check? And he's like, can you make it three fingers? <laughs> Hey man, a little prostate rub? No, that's wrong if with it's that? a cute little chick nurse. But I always get like the the dude that has the Franken penis hands, you know, the big old up there. Oh yeah, he, his his nickname's like Moose Knuckles. I've actually only had that done once in my life, and it was when I joined the army to be a part of nineteenth group, and you have to get your SF physical before you can ship out to brag. And every time we call them flight physicals in the Navy, I could talk my way out of it. This dude, I couldn't talk my way. I was like, come on, bro. You know, fuck, I'm 31 or whatever I was at the time. I'm like, oh, we're good. It's for like people that are 40 and 50. We're good. Just check a little box right there. Just right there. See, check a box. We're good. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm sorry. We can't do it. I'm like, fuck, dude. So, yeah, man, I went to the bathroom and just sat there and cried like I got violated. <laughs> Feel the Vaseline in your butt cheeks. You're like, oh, is this what prison's like? Oh, <laughs> oh it was man. so bad. So, I, yeah, I couldn't talk my way out of it once. Wow, I'm that's, not proud of it. I just learned something today. So you're telling me an SF requirement is a little anal probing. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, every Green Beret has had a finger in their butt. And it gets weirder when you talk about their 18 Deltas, their medics. Because they do that to each other right there in the classroom. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, they oh, do. Oh, yeah. man. Because our, our SEAL medics go through their short version of their 18 Delta course, and they all said, oh, yeah, right there in the classroom. They say, stand up, turn to your right, and then, boop, there's your butt. Right there wow. in the classroom, man. Yeah, they don't give, I mean, I assume they glove up. <laughs> Man, maybe not. At yeah, that point, know. man, it's like uh, it. hopefully they get like a syllabus because you would not want to be at the Mexican restaurant that day. You know, oh that man, you had- I would do it on purpose. Some Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it's had to happen. Some guys unleash oh. the fury. I mean, because you, if you're not getting that sensation, if you're not, you, I mean, dude, you're going to unleash probably. <laughs> I'd just be like, bro, can you do the rusty trombone, man? <laughs> I mean, since you're down there, I was just it, apparently we're all in, a, in another realm at this moment. Might as well just enjoy it. Oh, God. Here we go again. We digress talking about uh, <laughs> anal penetration. Let me ask you, let's let's talk silver lining, though. Um, you know, obviously, we always trying to find the good in, in any bad or the light in any darkness. What what can you say that you, what you've either learned or appreciated this past year? Family. And I, and I hope and I think that a lot of people did, especially people that were kind of forced to lock down. I was lucky because utilities is essential so that we were still allowed to be outside. And, you know, my life didn't really change that much. But I know several buddies of mine had to work from home and whatever and, and this and that. And so I, I would hope the silver lining is I think a lot of people got in touch with their families. I, I follow a lot of musicians on Instagram who are normally on the road. Oh, good point. The five finger death punch dudes, Metallica dudes, and they're all at home with their families now. And I think that's been the blessing, the silver lining. Yeah. Is especially if you're a busy, successful person who's always gone, it's kind of forced your hand to to be more at home with your family, which I think is is good. Again, for me, not so much because my life, my daily routine hasn't changed much. But I saw that with people that are in my inner circle yeah. who used to have to go to the office who now work from home. But then I saw, you know, a lot of, of celebrities and whatnot that are kind of forced to be at home or comics that I follow that aren't on the road anymore. And, right. and so I thought, well, that's good. Cause now it's shame on you. You know, I, successful people kind of, I don't want to say bother me, but they, I'm curious as to you reach a point of success, but yet you're still, like Metallica tours for another two years on the like. At what point is it enough? I know it's what you want to do, but now you have the means and the time to like just fuck off with your family. I just I don't know why. Or businessmen that are constantly. I know there's that thirst and that hunger, but I'm glad to get back to the original point was that it has forced most people to kind of slow up and appreciate what's uh what's important in life, which to me yeah. is family for sure. No, that's a good point. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think, you know, what I learned is again, family is the core. It's, it's mm-hmm. your foundation. It made you appreciate it. Um, the other thing too, I think we, like you said, slowing down, I think a lot of people finally took time for themselves. You know, it's like, yeah. it was that time to maybe focus. Like, you know, I, I, you know, you're always so used to going a mile a minute for everything and everyone. Yeah. You know, you got some time to kind of reflect and, and that's kind of cool, you know, um, what, what about the biggest lesson that, that you learned from all this shit? <laughs> Ooh, man, you know, the biggest lesson for me, especially since a lot of things hit at once, 
the virus, an election cycle, civil unrest, all this stuff. The biggest lesson for me was to to dial it back in and focus on my own backyard, mm-hmm. my family. Because it's so easy to get sucked into the news and international shit and politics and this right. and that and social media. What I finally did after the election, because then, of course, it got worse right now. The election is stolen or, you know, whatever everyone's saying. I'm like, all right, fuck all that. I don't care. I dialed my back in. I've always been apolitical anyway. But during this election cycle, I got sucked into it a little bit, which is yep. great. I, that's fine. It, there's nothing wrong with being aware of politics and, and having your beliefs and opinions. But come early November, I just said, all right, whatever. This is even getting crazier. <laughs> I don't care. So it's forced me. The lesson was it's forced me to say, okay, control what you can control and don't worry about the rest of it. Yes. Because whether who wins or whatever, uh, Bedros even posted something that was kind of cool the other day. He goes, regardless of who ends up in the White House, most of your problems are still your own. <laughs> something to that effect. And it's true. We spend so much time like, oh, fucking Biden and Trump and blah, blah, and China and yeah. CNN and End of the day, you know, 90% of the bullshit in your life is is you. It's not Biden or Trump. Yeah, you take control. So the big lesson for me was, okay, I had fun kind of dancing out there in the political spectrum and blasting stuff. And, you know, it's fun to be part of an election cycle and you see the rallies and there's an energy that goes with it, regardless of what side you're on. Right. But man, when it was all said and done, it was like, I don't care. Win or lose. I'm fucking done with this. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's exhausting. get back it is oh i just want to get back to doing whatever it is i do which is the podcast and guitar and you know now i got my daughter here been having fun with that and just take a drive in the jeep and that's all stuff you you can control yep so that's the biggest lesson for me is hey dial it back in and focus on what you can control and the rest of it just falls into place yeah exactly so i was able to kind of pull myself out of that i think one of the coolest things of 2020 is it it gave everyone the hard lesson of what you you guys learn in the SEAL teams is, you know, you have to learn to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, yeah. And that's only because the only consistency that I found and observed in 2020, the only consistent thing was change. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't matter if it was like, okay, uh, don't worry about it. Now let's worry about it. Uh, don't wear a mask, wear a mask, do this, <laughs> do that. Uh, you, you know, yeah. economy, this, it's like it, it, there wasn't a week that went by. There wasn't was consistent. Big yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. It's almost That's like, true. okay, cool. Uh, Let's roll with the punches. And, yeah. And so I thought that was that was really cool to see that lesson be taught to the masses. And, and hopefully people were able to develop that skill of being uncomfortable. And if not, you know, it's maybe it's a New Year's resolution. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, it's I, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of countries, it's just like that, depending on where you grew up in the world. So in America, things they really change in decades, you know, like we reminisce the eighties was kind of its own bubble. And then the nineties, nine 11 shook stuff out early two thousands was kind of crazy, but even then it kind of settled into this little bubble. Mm-hmm. It's Americans are very spoiled. And I think it's probably Western societies in general, not that it's a bad thing, but too much is too consistent for too long. And then when something happens, we shit ourselves. <laughs> we're like as a society, we're like, Oh my God. Well, I mean, if you grew up in Israel, you know, 9-11 is kind of every fucking day, you know, just shit's blowing up and, you know, there's, there's lulls of peace. Yeah. But as a society, they're very tough and they're very, they're hardened. 
they're hardened and they're yep. very flexible. They're very quick to adapt. And so I'm glad you brought that point up that I think as Americans, we got a little taste of the real world. We yeah, live I in agree. this little bubble, this little shelter, and it's even more so. We're so, oh, you can't say or do this. Well, the way the real world works, <laughs> it can be brutal at times. And so we got a little sample of that. Then I'm glad you said that we had to to become comfortable at being uncomfortable. You know, it's just, it's, it sucks, but there's always good that comes from that. Yeah. You know, we talked about it uh, last time or a couple of times before about conflict and how that's where the growth happens. So I think 2020 for a lot of people is going to be growth. It's forced some business owners to be creative, to create the revenue stream coming in. Absolutely. Pushed them in a direction they never thought of like, holy shit. I just saw a funny snippet about how a church stayed open that wherever this was, Churches had to close, but strip clubs could stay yeah, open. The dude so the, the the pastor was stripping. Yeah, he took off his <laughs> he was took off his taking his tie. Yeah, I was like, that's awesome. But you know what? You Good know? on him. Good yeah, on him. You yeah, yeah. I just saw that. I'm like, fuck it. So it just shows you that it's forced people to improvise, adapt, and overcome. And I've even seen strip clubs uh, where they have like drive-through strip clubs where they have little chicks out on like yeah. a little like a like a soapbox and a pole, and they're just kind of they I, the money they kind of. <laughs> throw it out the window like you mean you, good on you've, you for- you've just heard about these right oh yeah my friend told me about it yeah, yeah of course yeah so. hey truth be told i haven't been to a, a teddy bar in a long time so i'm proud of myself i used to be well, i lived in thailand bro i mean shit <laughs> so, you, you were an aficionado my, of breast i forgot my daughter's hair <laughs> Can't be old teddy bars. Ooh, oh gosh, Thailand. Woo. We're, we're gonna have to like, soundproof what? your room, dude. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm well, sure she knows. Let's let's, <laughs> let's reminisce kid. a little bit. Um, you know, we we've had a lot of fun this past year uh, doing the podcast. Um, mm, we've mm. had a lot of great guests. Uh, any any stand out? Oh. Any any favorite moments? Uh gosh, all of it really. It's uh. That's another good thing that the podcast that 2020 has forced us to do is the podcast. Sorry, I kind of put that out backwards at first. Um, and it was weird timing because it was like, oh, fuck, you know, does, does the world need a new podcast right now? <laughs> but the vibe you and I caught, yes, in fact, from the feedback we get that it actually did. I think if we had been any other style of podcast, it wouldn't have taken off like it has. I think it's... Yeah the good vibes mantra and us clowning around has really helped a lot of people. The feedback we get to me is humbling and phenomenal. And uh, so, yeah. And it's allowed us to connect to people that I never thought we'd ever talk to. I mean, great point. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. It's been a, a journey that's kind of, it's funny when, when things are meant to be, how they just fall into place. Amen. And some things you work so hard at and you don't get anywhere. You're like, oh, so fuck. Yeah. But this has just gone. Chunk, 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 chunk. It just yeah. laid itself out. And we've been able to interview amazing people. I mean, childhood hero of mine, uh, Chris Ryan. I mean, it just blows me away. I love chatting with Rob. You know, he's a buddy, but still his story is, is epic. It's a very, it's a part of American history. The narcos dudes. I mean, oddly, I'm not. I don't want to forget anybody, but even they've all been great. Know, yeah, just talking to Jenna Tom a few weeks ago was great, and we got another guest coming up. Rudy was fun as hell to talk. <laughs> I mean, it just every Rudy. 
Oh God, man! I'm, we I'm miss still, you, Rudy. <laughs> miss you, Rudy. Oh, I'm still buzzing from that interview. I know, but shit. you know, what? you're right. We we've had a lot of great guests, and I think what I've I've really enjoyed is um one. It's like you're still a little giddy, and you and I talk about this. It's like you oh, said, yeah. Chris Ryan or, or George Christie or, or yeah, the people yeah. we've talked to. It's like yeah. either we've read their books, we've seen them on TV shows, and, and look, we're we're fans too. So it's kind of yeah. it's it's kind of fun. But I think the real cool thing is um. I think we've caught people off guard a lot of times and their sense of humor comes out. And I think that's really cool. You know what I mean? Like they have, they honestly have a good time. And I love the insight that all of our guests share to our vibe tribe on, you know, either challenges and, and how they've, you know, kept a smile or, or yeah. laughed about it. Um, so, and, and again, I've taken away some of their tidbits too, of course. And you have too. Yeah. Um, so again, yeah. really, I feel really blessed. I have a lot of gratitude. Um, and, and again, to any of our guests that have been on the show that are listening, we appreciate you being on it and thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I think when we look back several years from now and realize, damn, Good Vibes was born in 2020. <laughs> How weird is that? The yeah. worst year in history. That's we created weird. a really, a really fun project and experience, kind of a lifestyle is what it's turned into. Well, that's when Good Vibes should come uh, about. It's like the Phoenix, you know, yeah. shit's getting burned down. Let's let's rise, let's rise up, you know. Turn a negative into a positive. Yeah, absolutely. So of course it had to be. And we've done it. <laughs> so let me ask you another one. Yeah, we chatted a lot of topics. Uh, any any fun topic that stuck out over the past year, or you still chuckle about, or like, oh man, I I wish we could do that again. <laughs> oh, the the cloud penises <laughs> are still the cloud penises are still my favorite. And then what was the other one? Oh, we we're talking about what it tasted like, and I said the whole Santa. Oh, Santa's just <laughs> yep. Nope. Yep. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Basically, the inappropriate stuff that we say. Um, yep. But, you know, we don't get censored because it's not political. It's just inappropriate. And that's still okay. We're okay with that. No, no. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's been a fun ride hearing hearing your stories personally. And, and to this day, I'm still surprised you had security clearance. But <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, not anymore. I hope you don't plan on working anywhere important ever again, Clarky, because now everybody knows. <laughs> I love it, dude. I mean, it's it's. It's again, it's like you said, it's there's no need to pound your chest and, and, and put out, you know, the the badass, you know, persona. I mean, look, you're training. There's no question about it. You, you're you a ninja. And I think that's really cool, man, that that you put out the vibe of your your that everyday big Lebowski. I think that's type why of it's so, so well received, because you're right. I think we do catch people off guard because they think, oh, fuck, you know, it's oh, it's going to be this or that or. Kind of like we talked about with Tom and Jen, his book caught me off guard because I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to interview this dude. I want to do some research. If they have a book out, I want to try to read it. In his case, I listened to it because I was road tripping, but I was really surprised. Like, holy mm. shit, this right. is not a cool guy book. No, This is very deep and emotional and personal. Like, wow, thank you for exposing this part of special operations and, and what a ambassador to do so. Cause he's one of the more dynamic dudes out there. So yeah. Amen. if he can come forward with that. So I think that's what we've done is we've peeled back some layers and, and exposed people, not just to ourselves, but you know, the guests that we've had on and they've been very honest and fun. And yep. I mean, we could make a, 
Uh, Godfather like George Christie laugh and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you got to share stories of you exposing yourself. So that, that yeah, oh yeah, I, I expose myself a lot in these <laughs> these stories. Yeah, <laughs> but also we we got to relive the eighties. I really like that. That was fun. yeah. Oh yeah, any of the memories from the eighties or yeah, the toys and the movies and yeah. You know what? One movie we didn't bring up, and it's like I it's like man, you know, The Explorers. I, I really like that movie. Do you the remember Explorers? That? No, is that it? The kids, um, it's it's that they build that like spaceship out of like parts in the forest, and th- then that alien brings them up to the spaceship. Um, God, it sounds familiar. Oh man, I'm gonna have, I to, have uh, to. I'll have to find it. You'll have to YouTube. That, I was thinking uh, of the Dark Crystal. You ever see the Dark Crystal? Texas, <laughs> those little like <laughs> yeah. vulture-looking things. Yeah. Jim Henson, man, that guy was the shit. <laughs> also. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, very proud of, of us, you know, this show, we do talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, but you know, I kind of took a moment over a couple beers, you know, two nights ago. And I was like, holy shit, Clark and I are indirectly are, are entrepreneurs again, another project. And, you know, mm. I'm, I'm always grateful to, um, to jump into business, but I couldn't be more happy and appreciative to, to have a friend like you in this amazing adventure and experience and to be doing this together. So thank you, brother. It's been, it's been really fun. Mm. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I feel the same way, man. It's uh, we've always had a a fun relationship and interacted well, and and now this has given us a chance to like do that for a thing, you know. Instead of just calling each other up, goofing off, now we can goof off and record it and blast it out to the universe. It's great. No, it, exactly. And and also one thing I I and again this is gratitude is very important. You and I talk about um that's what keeps you in a positive mindset. Um and the one thing I'm extremely appreciative and and humbled is for the Vibe Tribe. Um Oh yeah. You know, you guys uh again, you make the show and we we can't tell you how much we appreciate the the comments, the emails, your excitement. Uh it motivates Clark and I. And I'm also extremely appreciative and I know Clark is too for our sponsor Project Warpath. Yeah. Um you know, absolutely so thank you to the tribe and project warpath and again we're, we're really looking forward to 2021 doing some really great things you know? yeah absolutely yeah we we have a lot of ideas of uh, how to kind of keep this going and and make it even more fun and outrageous and it might even be a little bit like a kind of a jackass vibe you never know we could be out there getting crazy man <laughs> aliens clark and i were trying to get to we're, we're going to interview aliens first we are we're trying to get we're going to beat joe 51. rogan one yep. uh, we're, we're writing letters um to do a live mm-hmm. podcast from area 51 if any of you have connections please assist us in the effort we want to do a show from area 51 um Dude, hey i have an idea <laughs> i'm just gonna buy an alien mask right on on amazon and then we're gonna do. We're gonna be the first podcast interviewing alien because we got to beat Joe Rogan to it, right? <laughs> what will you? What you'll say is, well, hey, listen, uh, Clark's not available, but uh, Zor is available. <laughs> Zor for sure. Zor. That sounds like an alien name. Totally. Um, so in Clark's absence, I'm gonna co-host with Zor, and we're gonna talk about where. <laughs> do we just do a whole? If I, I love think, it. Then technically, we beat it, even though we kind of spilled the beans right now. I just realized on the podcast, but anyway. Stay tuned for Zor from the planet Crouton. Yeah, Crouton. I love croutons in my salad. Crouton. Planet Crouton. Is he French? I don't know. (laughs) A French-Canadian alien named Zor. I love it. So I guess, as we said, this is the (laughs) wrap-up episode. What, What is your final thought for 2020, my friend? 
fucking good riddance, man. Come on, let's go to 2021. <laughs> no shit. No Just shit. Next. next. You know? Next year. No shit. You know, at least it's a historical year. Yes. I will say that. It's been in the history books. It's something that people will always talk about because of all the shit that's gone off. So it is, it is kind of nice to live in a moment that you mm. know is going to be historical. Kind of like when 9-11 happened. I also had that same sense, I guess, because I'm a huge fan of history, but I thought, wow, this is like we're in a historical moment. Yeah. They will read about this hundreds of years from now if we're still around or whatever. Yeah. And so that's kind of a a humbling perspective that I've had on major incidents. Like, fuck, this is historical, and, and right. we're a part of it. We're witnessing it. Yeah. So. I think for me, it's, um, it, it's almost – you have to think of, like, what will – your personal headline be for 2020, you know, cause like you said, this is history and in the newspapers back in the day, you know, war's over or they would capture yeah. And to me, this is the story or the headline is perseverance. You know, I think a, a lot of us out there had to find that strength. Um, and we found it in our family and friends or humor, like what we do and, and to laugh. Mm. And you know, if, if every, you know, if all else fails, fuck it, man, smile and laugh. So my headline would be, you know, fuck it. You almost got to have the fucking yeah. attitude. You know, hey, fuck it, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. fuck it. Have some fun. Yeah. That's you know? what you can do. That's what we've done. You know, we, we've used this podcast as a channel, not just to pick our own spirits up, but, you know, I, I looked at our little Vibe Tribe map before I hopped on here, and it's still growing. It is. It's, it's amazing. In fact, I found Oman. I don't know if we've mentioned Oman, and I no. like Oman because I was there before. I the Shiloh, we stopped in there for a little bit. It always sounds and, Jamaican uh, to me. Oman, hey. Oman. <laughs> blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's in a different part of the world, but <laughs> <laughs> I st- I like it though. Oh, that's uh, awesome. But well, yeah, anyway, it, it was nice to see what we're doing spread to places I either have memories of or places I've never been to. Like I really do look at this map, and I'm just in awe. It is that our our energy, you know, our, our efforts, which is just to have fun, goof off. And there's no, there's no agenda. There's no script. Nope. It's just us. You know, we might have an idea. Hey, what do we want to talk about this week? Let's talk about this. Oh, cool. You know, and sometimes it's more, you know, spontaneous in that, but it's, it's, it's genuine. And I think that's why people are, are digging it. Cause it's just amidst all this shit. There's just two guys that are Goofing <laughs> off having fun. Shits and yeah. giggles, my friend. Shits and giggles. We should have called it the Shits and Giggles podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing the the UK uh, tribe growing, man. Our, our yeah. over in the pond, and we love everyone over the world, world but it just yeah. seems like uh, our, our, our English brothers and sisters over there, they're just exponentially growing. But uh, I noticed on, that. Yeah. On that note of 2020, I, uh, you know, the, your honor that, you know, you got to have one more dude's court. Before yes, the end do. of the year, I mean, <clears throat> the grand finale. It it is. Um, and I did find some doozies for you, Your Honor. Because nice. if we're gonna end this year, we might as well end it with with some really good, you know, weirdos. Ah, there there she is. There's the gavel. in session. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Um, all right, sir. Are are you ready, Your Honor? Faux shizzle. Send faux, it. Faux shizzle. Okay. Um, this comes out of the great state of Michigan, uh, my former my former state. Um, oh, isn't that with the the hot chick that's really mean to everybody? Uh, the the hot chick. The 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 governor. 
Oh, yeah. That's she's, Michigan, right? She's a wackadoo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kick around the bedroom, teach her a lesson. <laughs> That could be Sorry, a that could he's make- a dirty judge. <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're the judge that wears no underwear under his robe. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'm naked under the robe for sure. <laughs> All right, that's well, it. speaking of that, that's actually funny on how you just basically thought of that. But um, a dude in Ottawa County in Michigan, uh, you know, man not wearing pants uh, at a food store attempts to flee the deputies. Uh, this this dude went in the store, grocery store, full. Fl- We're not talking about just underwear. This is full fledged. You're you're just buck naked as the day you were born. Must and, have been summertime. Yeah, well, he didn't think this was an issue until you know the sheriff's department arrived on scene and had to take him into custody. But um, you know, I mean, what are your thoughts, Your Honor? You know, to go shopping in in your birthday suit, big deal or not? Yeah, I don't, I don't see a problem with it, to be honest, you know. Sometimes you just, whatever. You it's know? not like he had an erection <laughs> in, in, like, the beer yeah, aisle. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I often have, you know. I, I know, right? I get excited I mean... about, about beer. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, Metallica's got a new beer, bing, you yeah, know. Yeah, by the way, that, have you ever had that beer? I did. Good. I had to buy it the first time I did. saw it. <laughs> what is it, Total Wines and More or whatever had it? I, I made it. a video about it, like, oh, my God. I love it. So, um, yeah. so this no, is it. I, I I'm not guilty. Say, but did he did he get in a foot pursuit with the? Did he run from the cops? Uh, and they chase him? A vehicle pursuit began, and the suspect <laughs> fled. <laughs> I want. I was kind of envisioning him running down the street with his little balls flapping. You know. Well, his balls had a flap to get to the car. You yeah. Know? Well, so, what if he got him stuck in the car door too? You know, it could have been bad. Bad things happen, man. When you're just yeah. naked running to the car, and especially in Michigan, it's not warm. So. It's a uh, it's a tight situation. <laughs> you know, all right. I got the perfect punishment for this guy since he likes to be, you know, Captain Naked. Got it. I would make him stand naked in front of the store. Okay. With a Santa hat and a little bell, collecting money for Salvation Army. Oh, wow! In the cold. That is a beautiful holiday <laughs> sentence, Your Honor. Well done. Well done. I'm telling you, man, your jurisdiction's above the Supreme Court, so this is great. Dude, I'm telling you, yeah. I, I'm loving it. All right, this next one comes from Louisiana. Um, nice. I, this, I honestly... Oh, Louisiana. I, I, I'm lost for words on this one, only because it's like if the cops have body cam, I beg you, I beg you, officers, Ugh. because I'm just so stumbled how this dude did this. Man sentenced after police find a loaded gun in his ass during a strip search. Well, I hope it wasn't like an <laughs> AR-15, dude. <laughs> it better be a little tiny Derringer or so something. So this, this Justin dude pleaded guilty Friday of weapons charges after police in the town of Golden Meadows. Um, they, they asked him to, uh, you know... They did a search and they found stashed a loaded 25 caliber Titan pistol in his ass. I have to Google see what that looks like. I know 25s are pretty small rounds, but they're it's still a loaded gun he put it in his man. ass. What if it went off? <laughs> That's man. what I'm I mean, saying, man. You fart I... and it hits the trigger, you know? Fuck. That's I mean, crazy. Oh. But I have the question is like, dude, I mean, is, is he have a cleft asshole or something? How do you get a gun? I, I mean, you you said you visit the doctor and a finger made you cry. I mean, this guy's yeah. put a whole cannon up his ass. Well, you know, 
we should have a Department of Corrections guy on our podcast at some point, and that's the topic, the weirdest shit he's seen smuggling in a butthole. Because <laughs> I've heard stories from some of my buddies that work DOC. They can smuggle, like, full-on cell phones and oh my God, PlayStation 5s or I don't know, whatever. You're shitting <laughs> <What> iPods. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's like, holy shit. Uh, well, God. This, I, you know what? I have a feeling this guy is going to be well-liked in prison. He'll be you know, popular, yeah. He's already, he's already, get, you know, he knows how to stash mm. and hide things. Right, so, Justin, I'm I, just, I yeah, wish I'm you gonna, luck, I'm gonna, dude. I'm going to sentence him to, you got to sit in your own shit, bro, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. Oh, buddy. Ugh. I feel for you. But uh, I guess that's, that's, that's why you're on the show. We're featuring you. So, Ugh. again, Ugh. if you were the any of the officers, we invite you all the time. Please come on and tell us about this because, I, one, I would have laughed. I mean, so if you kept your professionalism, good on you. Um, all right, next. I would have, I would have lost my shit. This is, um, this this is going to need a unique ruling because you know a lot of cities um, have been passing crazy COVID laws and, and bullshit like that and res, you know restrictions. You know, high California, uh, high New York. Oh, I just um, had a, a a mental flash when you said that of me standing outside. With my COVID mask on in compliance, but I'm naked. <laughs> I just had that image pop in my head, and I don't know why, but you know what? I mean, it. I've seen, I think it was. I'm still thinking of the last couple stories. I've seen you do crazier you know? things, so the, yeah. You know, that, but that, I, but like, like, I got the mask on. We're good. I got the oh, the rest of the clothes. That's not part of the guidelines. Well, you can't actually, catch COVID from my dong. That's exactly right. And you don't want to bring contamination in your mm-hmm. home, so naked is the way to go. Yeah, but exactly. speaking of naked, it's like, dude, it's like you had this psychic ability to know where I'm going. Um, so get this. This is real. I, I shit you not. So in Seattle, okay, we might have yeah. to consider We might have to consider a studio in Seattle. Um, oh, no. Seattle Public Health suggests glory holes for safer sex during pandemic. Wow. <sighs> Initially, there's excitement, but then I'm like, who's on the other side of the glory hole? (laughs) It is Seattle. I don't know. You know what I mean? You're like, ooh, that sounds fun. But then you're like, wait a minute. What if it's a psycho with a butcher knife? No, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, dude, it's good on them. I I actually, here's a health department that's coming out and just saying, hey, man. Glory holes. Glory holes for all. Let's keep you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of that mail slot that's in your door. (laughs) Holy crap. What? (laughs) What will Brown? What will Brown do for you? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> oh hey, the UPS guy's coming. Glory Exactly. Oh my gosh. So he's way hotter than the FedEx guy. Tisket a task. Get some brown in your basket. <laughs> what do you? So, Your Honor, would you? Do you agree with this policy? Would you roll this policy out anywhere else in the country, or do you? Where are you against this policy? I just say fuck yeah, nationwide glory holes. <laughs> fuck it. It's Oprah. You get a glory hole. You That's get it. a glory hole. <laughs> That's it. Speaking of adapting and overcoming, like you know, a nationwide glory hole policy. Just have your COVID mask on. We don't want to piss off the CDC. <laughs> That's all I, you know. That's all I ask. <laughs> Have you seen those people that walk around with the, the face shield? Yo, yeah, God, uh, it's, it dude. Silly. It's it's like a bad porn splash shield. I like, know. Well, I've like, seen them with the mask and with the shield. I know. Like, Holy shit! Oh my! They look like welders. <laughs> well, the other ones that got the 
I've seen some waitresses with them, the little necklaces that are the plastic face shield. They remind me of the cones that dogs have when they come home from the vets. Seriously, I know. It's man. so weird. It's- and then it's like fogging up with their bad breath. You can see the little fog. The- <laughs> <laughs> no germs here. None. No. Oh, <laughs> so gross. Well, let me ask a question, sir. Is there any email? Oh, yeah. We do have an email. Let's Rock see. and roll. Okay. All right. This just in. <laughs> oh. The take my take final a, a thing little... of vitamin B here. Oh, I thought that was some dip. I was like, nuts. <laughs> dude, I haven't dipped in two weeks, man. Wow. Good on you, dude. Oh, I know, but my gums are itching, buddy. Oh. <laughs> and I've noticed I'm like, I'm like grumpy. I snap at things. I'm like, oh, that's just the withdrawals from nicotine. Yes, totally. Yelling at the dog and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> just in time for the holidays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or the New Year's, right? So. <laughs> oh, God. All right, this comes in from Chuck. All right. Thanks, Chuck. Uh, wishing you and yours peace and health in advance. Clark, I'd like to ask you the following questions with regard to various therapies now available to address COVID-19 virus. Hmm. It's nearly impossible not to become somewhat paranoid today with this, what word is that, deluge <laughs> of information? <clears throat> D-E-L-U-G-E. I don't know what word is that, deluge? Yeah. Deluge? Yep. Uh, I guess that means a lot of information. <laughs> He's like, God, if I could, I'm asking their opinion. Chuck, you're Came smarter than us. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it, Chuck. Thanks, bro. Okay, a lot of information <clears throat> coming at us uh, from every avenue. With that said, would you trust this expedited uh, therapeutic on your child, TJ? I framed the question this way because my nine-year-old Emily is the only true thing I have that I've done with my entire life that is my and is my responsibility to ensure her health. I appreciate your service to my nation, your time, uh, whatever wisdom you can share. Uh, and he enclosed a picture of his wonderful daughter. She's very cute. Well, Chuck, I appreciate it. And, yeah, that's a tough question. Yeah. <clears throat> Me personally, um, you know, I grew up getting all the shots and stuff you're supposed to do. My grandfather's a medical doctor, so my mom is very pro-doctor, pro-medical, because mommy was a nurse and daddy was a medical doctor. Her mommy and daddy, my grandma and grandpa. However, when I was an adult, um, but the Navy gave us a lot of shots, and there was the whole anthrax shot thing going on, and some senator's son had refused to get it, and then so military-wide, they couldn't force us to get these shots anymore because there was some drama about this senator's son or whatever. And it was at that time I said, you know, I'm tired of getting fucking shots for everything. I just, I just kind of became anti-shot unless it was, you know, some testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> if it's self-administered, <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I kind of became it, but I'm not one of these anti-vaccine dudes. And I just, uh, in fact, my wife and I went to the doctor. She got the flu shot and I didn't. I just, I believe now, I guess my Colorado roots are catching up to me in the natural ways of dealing with shit. Uh, clean living, eat good, drink more water, less booze, exercise. These are supplements. I'm a big fan of, you know, uh, I take uh, the fish oil supplements, a multivitamin, vitamin D, things like that. 
Um, I think, especially considering the current virus, I think a healthy immune system, Joe Rogan talks about this a lot, and I agree 100%. Why is there very little coverage as to the key to beating this virus is a very strong immune system, which means supplement zinc and vitamin D and all this other stuff, high levels of vitamin C, exercise, clean eating. What a lot of Americans are doing, I have friends that are doing it, they've been holed up in their house eating like shit and boozing it harder than normal, which is horrible for your immune system. So I'm personally not going to rush out and get this shot. I know with these types of things, it takes time for things to be known. I mean, are there side effects associated with it? I don't know. Um, You know, I, I have a feeling that they'll find a way to kind of make it mandatory, not mandatory as far as restricting travel or registering for schools and things like that. So I'm definitely not one of these fight the power type dudes. You know, I mean, if I needed it to travel or if I had for my work required it or you can't come to work with it. But as far as I'm going to delay it as long as possible, only to see what research comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Are there side effects? Are there people? So, yes, I'm not going to rush my daughter to get this shot. You know, now she's not going to start school until next fall. So for me and my family, that gives us a good six, seven months to kind of watch to see what happens. But I would be cautious um, especially exposing family members to things that are new because we've all seen science and even health flip-flop every five years. Eggs are good for you. Eggs are bad for you. You know what I mean? It's just the, right. the science keeps changing and new information comes out. So I would be cautious exposing family members to a obviously a rushed vaccine. You know, we created a vaccine for this but there's still no vaccine for HIV. I mean, there's, there's things out there, but I'm just cautious. Like, wow, that happened real quick. Is yeah. it, is it for a political win for Trump? Is that, do we maybe cut some corners to, Hey, we got to sneak this in before January 20th. So I'm, I'm very suspicious of, of why it's been rushed the way it is. And so to answer Chuck's question, I would not expose my family to it until I absolutely had to for whatever reason or enough time has gone by that we really know what's in it and what the side effects are. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think that's a good answer. I think what I would add is, I, Chuck, I, I have kids around your age too. And to me, I kind of did a risk-benefit analysis. And, you know, with COVID, um, according to the data, you know, the age bracket of our kids, it's a very low risk, right? It's like, we should be more worried about, are they going to get the cold this year or flu? And that's just based Mm. on data. That's, that's not an opinion. Now, if you're, if your email said, Hey, you know, I'm really worried about my, you know, 80 year old mother, then I think that's a different story. Um, you know, but right now I, I kind of agree with Clark with, with my family and my kids not being high risk. It's almost a wait and see approach. It, it's new. It came out in record, record, record time. Um, I, you know, I personally want to see what's happened. Um, now, granted, there are people that are high risk, and and I say absolutely, if you're do high it. risk, yeah, you yeah, got to do, do it. it. Yeah, you you got to do it. Um, <laughs> you know, I think the big difference here is based on what we've seen in the data. You know, let's not let's not blow it out of proportion. This is not like the Spanish flu. If it was the Spanish yeah. flu. Then yeah, guess sure. what? I'm sure Clark and myself, we'd be in line with everyone else because the mortality rate 
and the way it's spread is a lot different. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree. But listen, I'm not a doctor. Clark's not a doctor. It's just an opinion. Um, but, yeah. hey, I, yeah, I'm I with you I think what, what you said, Ryan, is, is really good. And I didn't even think about it from that perspective is that so there was some stat I saw that in California, since the virus has hit, only two people under the age of 18 have died from it. And we don't even know if people are really dying from it. I read a news article a long time ago that a guy died of alcohol poisoning, but they chalked it up to COVID because of funds that come in. And so we don't, we don't even really know what these numbers are. You know, I, I look at my, my inner circle. I know now five people that have gotten it. One guy died. One guy uh, ended up in the hospital on a ventilator. And then the other three, it was like a cold like barely like a nothing. So I've kind of seen the spectrum of it, but then I'm like, God, of all the people I know, I only know five people that have gotten it and three of them are coworkers. So I don't really know them. I just work with them. Right. So and really no people, people that I know. Yeah. <clears throat> people that I know like friend, friends, it's only been two. So I'm not overly worried about it. And a great point that Ryan brings up is that age brackets just low risk, you know, if you can, I have a feeling that schools are going to overreact and require it. Then, well, you got to do what you got to do oh, to man. comply. But I hope not. I hope the thing I don't, the thing that scares me related to this topic is I don't like when things are mandates from the government. Absolutely. I think we should have options. Like, I got mad at Obamacare. Why are you forcing this? If it's so Absolutely. fucking good, why you got to force it on people? Yep. Just say, hey, look, this is available if you want it. Amen, man. In fact, they force it on you and then penalize you through tax codes if you don't comply. Yep. So, hey, great. Good on you for coming up with whatever, healthcare, virus shots, whatever, but don't wait. As soon as you start making it mandatory, that's when you're going to piss people off. So hopefully this vaccine won't be mandatory. It should just be, hey, this is available, but I, the way current trends are, oh, man. So, I but I, I just, I'm going to drag my feet as long as possible, like you said, just to see what happens. Yeah. What, what is this vaccine and what are, you know, people and- – Going and we've third seen nipples or what? Enough you know? movies in the past. Like we want to know if this is part of the alien invasion to turn everyone into <laughs> zombies because the, the zombie task force, we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, like zombie land, dude. Yeah. That would totally be us. <laughs> yeah. Or or what was the other movie where uh was it Denzel Washington or is it Will Smith where everyone got some type oh, of uh Yeah, shot. I am legend or whatever. I yeah. am legend, exactly. Uh, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one, dude. Yeah. Woo. I mean, that was a good one. I might Fuck. have to watch that again because it's super relevant right now. I know it is. <laughs> when I watched it, I was like, that's kind of creepy. Like, we're not that far away from that uh, maybe no. happening. Fuck, man. <laughs> Why, when that, that's how 2020 gets worse is this virus turns motherfuckers into like mental fucking patients and they're like biting each other. And oh, I just I'm very cautious of anything that's that's man-made and then rushed. And the reason why. Uh, vaccinations take years to develop the is the studies in, yep. in what they slowly this just blazed through on a medical timeline it was like a blink of an eye and i'm like wow there's a, a lot of shit it, it reminds me of those commercials that you see uh, if you have headaches you can take this pill side effects may include third day five legs and three heart right. attacks and liver failure and blah, blah, blah. you know they mumble it real quick heart attack and you're like whoa whoa the fuck did he just say so i'm gonna take this pill the the side effects are worse than the symptoms like it why would i is diarrhea too everyone it's yeah, like your asshole is going to cry you're gonna you're gonna shit yourself to death exactly. but if you suffer from headaches this pill might be good for you right. 
<laughs> so that's why I'm like, what is this vaccination? And I actually I posted a funny meme I found that uh, like it said, uh, what did it say? It was so funny. I have to read it. <laughs> it, was so, it was so smart, Assy. My favorite one was, uh, you know, the restless leg syndrome. I thought that was a joke when that commercial first came out. It's like, dude, everyone's oh, legs are restless. I, I drink coffee. And look at these energy <laughs> drinks. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is the meme I posted. It said, I'm so glad there's a vaccine with a 94% success rate. I almost had to use my natural immune system with a 99% success rate. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, dude. What, it is. Isn't that stupid? Like, so you're telling me that if I get this virus, there's a 99% chance that I'm going to be okay. But then there's this vaccine that comes out that there's a 94%. Like, I, amen. What, what is the, like, people have lost their fucking minds. And what scares me about this, which ties into kind of what we're talking about, what if something really significant happens? We're acting like a bunch of bitches worldwide over a stupid virus. Yeah. It's not fucking dangerous it's not i mean yeah okay it's killed people but you still have a 99 percent. right i always tell people how many people die a day driving to work yet we're not scared to get in our cars and drive to work or go to the grocery store like there's always going to be death related to any facet of life but you can't make it instill fear into you to the point where you're paralyzed and that's where a lot of people are becoming paralyzed well it's it's interesting out of 2020s boogeyman is is you know is the fear created to keep us inside and, and yeah. not do these things and the economy shut? I don't know, yeah. man. It could get off on a tangent conspiracy. We might have to do a show conspiracy theories because it's just uh, too many. Twenty twenty one. We're gonna start with. We're gonna breach bang and clear. We're gonna fucking. We're gonna kick twenty twenty one in the dick, and it's gonna be the year of taking our shit back. Like I want people to yeah. open their businesses. I want people to if everybody stands up together. Restaurant owners, bar owners, gym owners, yes, teachers, yes. preachers. If everyone just says no, fuck this. We played this fucking game. Um, it's also important because most likely we're going to have a new administration take over in late January. It's time for the good people to stand up and say, "Look, all we want is our lives back, man." All these governors and mayors doing weird shits got to stop. So I'm hoping 2021 is yes. Five tribe and all of us rise and, and guess what too it's it's follow the constitution and the laws of this land well exactly i don't want to go from we the people to we used to be the people or we no. were the people right. and that's what's happening we need to do it so i think that's going to be a good uh a good topic for our, our kickoff which is coming up Absolutely. Well, dude, um, I'm so happy you had a wonderful holiday with your family. Um, I'm sure I will talk to you uh, on, on New Year's or to wish you a happy New Year. But to all of the tribe out there, I want to wish you a happy New Year. And uh, <laughs> hopefully, I, I, I don't know what we're all going to do since we're on lockdown, but, you know, make make the best of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 2021 is going to be the year of good vibes and kicking ass, man. And, and we love that we've spent most of 2020 with you guys. And I can't believe it's God, it's almost been, yeah. I mean, this started in what April or something. So yeah, I don't even know when, but yeah, it's fuck. We've almost been doing this a year. (laughs) That's awesome, man. It's gonna get better, and we couldn't do without you guys. So anyway, I love you, Ryan. I love everybody out there. Yeah, we'll see you in the new year. Happy New Year, everyone. Later. (laughs) Later.